Welcome to the show. We have the one and only Teresa Tilly from The Evil Dead, known as playing Shelly in the classic Sam Raimi film. Joining me here on the show tonight, Sports Day of Up with DJ Matt Max, like DC5, iHeartRadio, the Horror Shows Edition. Teresa, welcome to the show. How's your night going? It's going well. <laughs> how about you? <laughs> it's going pretty well. Better than last week. My apologies again on how that storm, as soon as the wind gusts came in with the rain, knocked yeah. down the power lines, and I didn't get power till the next day. Wow, crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And you're in New York. Yeah, I'm actually, I I went to school in New York, but I live in Connecticut, so. Oh, okay. I yeah. wasn't sure where you were. <laughs> yeah, that's too bad. Well, at least you're back up now. Yeah, thank, thank God. But you're from Detroit. I am from Detroit. Yeah. We I made sure to wear, I made sure to wear the Pistons hat tonight. <laughs> oh, well, I at one time I was a Pistons fan back when Isaiah Thomas was Yeah, part I'm of actually wearing Isaiah Thomas jersey so like the bad boy Pistons. Oh, yeah, yeah. and Dennis Rodman I think was yeah. on the team back then, but now I'm I'm really into soccer. Soccer. I, I thought that maybe was why you wanted to talk to me yeah. about soccer skills, because I play. Yeah, I, I did read that online, and, and also I read that you have disc jockey skills. I do. Well, yeah. it's been a while, I have to say. <laughs> but I, I could pull it out if I needed to. How did you learn? I'm curious to learn how to DJ. You know, trial by error. I just, I actually worked at a radio station doing, producing their commercials just a little station in Santa Monica. And I was doing voiceovers at the time. And they, they, how did I, oh, they taught me how to edit. In, in those days, you had to have a razor blade and you cut the tape and then you'd keep listening for the right moment and then you tape it back together. And so I did that all day long. I wrote the commercials, I voiced them. And then I said, you know, I'd really like to try this DJ thing. And, uh, you know, they were not excited about having me do it. But when I did get on the air, I had a lot of trouble remembering what song I was playing and who made it. And I it was not good. I, I got to say, calling out the music and who the musicians were was really not a skill set that I have. <laughs> no, the skill set is performing. But you originally, in doing my research, started out as a stage comedian well i didn't start out that way that was my reaction to being in the evil dead it was like i can't do movies anymore this was too difficult i'm going to do something that i have more control over what a joke right and i'm going to do stand-up so at the time stand-up was really popular everywhere i mean there it was like mcdonald's on every corner and I had a boyfriend at the time who was a magic comedy act. And so I said, I want to do this. And um, he helped me put, put together some magic. So I would like go up on stage and uh, call out a guy to come up and stick uh, handkerchiefs in his underwear. And I, 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 I pull the, the other handkerchief out and his underpants came out. And it was very funny, you know. Anyway, I did that for a while. I worked with a lot of really great comedians and um, I mean, really big guys and um, had a lot of fun. I did, but I was just an opening act. And then I came out to LA and um, I uh, did a little bit out here, but then I, I had a daughter and I just couldn't deal with 
going on stage at two in the morning and the hours were challenging. Yeah, the night time, the night shifts are always brutal. It was bad. It was yeah. really hard. Yeah. So I just, I kind of went with what nature was handing me, which was working at a radio station. And I started developing a career in voice work at that time. And okay. sp- speaking of this being a sports show, I read online that you were the first female announcer for the ESPYs for ESPN. That's history. I was. <clears throat> yes, I'm very proud of that. I was so scared. But and I have pictures of me and Serena, you know, hugging each other and who else? I don't Snoop know. Snoop Dog. Snoop, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you are you in my photo albums? I, t- I tell you, I don't know how people see this stuff. Oh, no, Cause there's like a profile. Cause I always go to research my guests and you uh-huh. have, on your website, there's a picture of you and Snoop at the ESPYs. Oh, oh yeah. My, my website. Yeah. <laughs> get back to doing that. <laughs> yeah. Yes. That was a lot of fun, but very, very scary. Cause it was all live. No, no mistakes. Yeah, no. <laughs> do you know what year, or you were doing this for a bunch of years, what years did you start? Voice work? For the ESPYs. I just did one year. Just did one year? Yeah, it was the first year. And then I think they went back to a man, and, you know, they, they kind of go back and forth now. I mean, they still use women, but it was kind of a breakthrough thing, because even I did a lot of promo announcing, and... That was not something they often used women for. They liked to have a, and, and it wasn't really, um, you know, uh, it was mostly just because it, the male voice breaks through better than the female voice. So they'd use women who sounded like men or men. And I didn't really sound like a guy. So then I had to do a little more of a, you know, um, a little edge where I, which ended up giving me the opportunity to be the voice of world of playboy for 25 years, a little bit of a breathy thing, but that's what, that's what got me that, that job. I actually have the picture pulled up here for the, for the audience. If they want to see it here of you and Snoop. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> see? <laughs> Yeah, that was a lot of fun. I mean, yeah. It's history right there for sure. But in your film career here with the commercials and all the way, take me to how your story, because I heard me and Betsy went through it of how she originally met the Sam Raimi and Bruce Campbell at the restaurant with the, with the paper straws. And I know you were local anyway. So tell me your story for people that don't know how you got roped into this film. Roped in. Yeah, no, I, it wasn't as, um, as funny as Betsy's story. <laughs> um, I always let her tell her story cause it's much funnier, but I basically had, uh, an agent. Uh, oh, I know I was doing theater in Detroit. I had done an audition. The, the casting director from the theater in Detroit uh, knew that they were shooting this movie and he contacted my agent. He sent it to my agent. But the funniest story or, or the odd part of this whole thing is that just recently I learned that that casting director is best friends with Rich Demanacor, who is also known as Hal Delrich, who played Scotty. I did not know that wow. till literally like 
this year. <laughs> yeah, that he was the person that put um, Sam Raimi and and those guys in touch with my agent. And then I went to a crazy ass audition in Sam's mother's basement, the basement. <laughs> with a folding chair. And honestly, it was like, you know, you prepare and prepare for the 14 lines. And um, all he wanted to do was have me scream like I like I was, you know, there's that scene where the car, you know, I'm going into the windshield. I guess in his mind, he wanted to see how that looked. So <laughs> I screamed and I went like this. Ah! And that was it. That was my audition. <laughs> uh, and, and just to think, because I know prior to this film, you've only seen Psycho and The Shining. So, And I do know that you came from a Catholic family, so you being in a horror movie viewed from your parents was kind of blasphemous. Well, I mean, I, I think it wasn't so much that it was a horror movie, but it was a, a horror movie like this, mm. where there was um, this unexpected rape scene in it that we didn't, I didn't know was going to be in it. None of us yeah. did. But so, you know, they, my parents and family always just thought, oh, she's just, you know, what's wrong with her? Because I just never fell into the CPA lawyer mode that all my other siblings did, but, or not all, but many. And so they just, you know, they weren't really surprised. But now all their kids want autographs from me for their friends. I'm like the most popular aunt. <laughs> It's amazing to see how much that this film has grown over the years, especially with the younger generations, because now you got the musical and then the video game and you were able to, to reprise your voice for the video game. Shelly. Right. It's crazy, isn't it? Yeah. It's just crazy. <laughs> None of us, we all just pinch ourselves and go, how did this ever happen? Because while we were shooting that thing, man, we were just like, this is a big turd, you know? <laughs> This movie, you know, that we're spitting out milk and peanut butter out of our mouths going, oh, my God, this is terrible. <laughs> Stephen King ended up seeing it and giving it the, the big cosign that really launched it for people to take it seriously. And once they saw it, they knew that it was a masterpiece. Yeah. yeah. That, <laughs> but that that is a, a, a very good point. Once they saw it, because it was very hard to see, it was not rated so you couldn't see it at the movies the only place you could see it was eventually on videotape and that also was the beginning of videotape it didn't exist before evil dead so the kind of the merging was a perfect storm of evil dead and videotape so then people would watch it over and over but you couldn't see it in the theater for i don't i don't know a long time yeah how long were you on the set for as far as the shoot goes? Because I know Bruce Campbell stayed way later than he had to to help Sam Raimi finish the film. I heard Betsy was on, I think, either four to eight weeks, you told me. How how long were you on set for? You know, I actually came back after we all went home for the Christmas holiday. And then I came back. And I don't know why I came back. I can't remember because I just feel like, why did I come back? <laughs> But I did, and I was there for like another couple of weeks. So I'm going to say like eight weeks, yeah. something like that. It was crazy. 
I mean, they're, but nobody knew what they were doing. Everybody was kind of just figuring it out together, which kind of made it fun too, you know? And, and there was no script as far as the audition too. Well, no, I don't think I had a script. I don't remember if I had it for the audition, but I did have it for the movie. And I'm telling you, that's exactly what I said in the movie, what was in the script. He, it, it was... It did not change, but there was nothing about, you know, what happened to Ellen. Yeah. That was not in the script. It was like, or that I had to like lift up my shirt. That was not in the script. And then when we were down there, they, they said, you know, we, we need a little, you know, we need a little flashy stuff in here. I don't remember what they said, but, um, I I was not happy about having yeah. to do that. I did not want to do it, but I don't blame you. You know, eventually, you drink enough of that moonshine, which is the the only thing they had down there, <laughs> the Bible Belt. Yeah. So I I just had a couple sips and I go, all right, whatever. Yeah. So. Unbelievable. I did hear in interviews that Sam Raimi has some regrets about some of the scenes in the film, and in particular, the the tree rape scene. Because if you really think about it, it's not necessary for the film. <laughs> I mean... I don't know. I mean, you could argue either way, really. I, I do think it's so dramatic that it just was, it just shocked people. I, I, yeah, he did tell us you know, once when, when we all, the three women got together and we kind of had a kumbaya moment where we're just like, okay, let's, let's just go out there and meet the fans. And cause we heard there were these conventions and, yeah. um, but up till then we had not really told people that we were in this movie. And so, because we were embarrassed yeah, I mean, for many reasons, but that was definitely one of them. <laughs> so. it- it took you about 20 years, I think, for you to really yeah. embrace the film. And, and I can understand why, but especially when you were living another life because you had your own personal life going on. And then you go to the Egyptian theater. They invite you out there to do the screening. And there are all these people want to meet you. And that's how you found out about the conventions. That's right. Yeah. yeah. We were sitting next to Rob Tapper, the producer, and he's like whispering in our ear, girls, girls, you should go. You should check out these conventions. <laughs> I think he just continue, continues to feel guilty for not paying us enough money to be on that thing. But we had no idea what they were. And so Betsy and I, we just, you know, we we are a little bit crazy at times, kind of like Lucy and Ethel. We put on like our trench coats because we didn't want anyone to recognize us. Yeah. And we went to a couple local conventions here in Hollywood. <clears throat> and we just kind of walked around like, you know, like we're nobody and just to see what people did because we had no idea. Like, what do they want from us? So, um, so we thought, oh, this is pretty easy. But then the whole thing was getting Ellen involved. We wanted to meet her again. It had been 20 years. Betsy and I stayed in touch. Yeah. But and I'm sure she told you we, we had our weddings a day apart. We picked our wedding dresses out together. Yeah. <laughs> we, we we just connected. I don't know what it was, but uh, Ellen, we we just lost track of her. We found her. We had like a late a retreat, and we all kind of just vented about how we felt. 
about how betrayed or I don't know, really, that's not the right word, but just it, just like how embarrassed we were for being in that movie. And then we said, but you know what? Let's go make a little money and meet the fans and have fun. Yeah. So we got over ourselves. <laughs> Speaking of regrets, because in the movie, I know the backstory of why you chose to go with the name Sarah York, because I think your niece was named Sarah and you wanted to go to New York. <laughs> Do you have any regrets now seeing what the film became that you didn't go by your name of Teresa Tilly? Well, that, wasn't, that wasn't the reason. That's how I selected that name. But the reason was because I was um, I had tried to get the union to uh, collaborate with Sam and, and the guys in Renaissance because I had just joined the union. Okay. And that's so th they kept both telling me the Renaissance pictures guys and the union SAG kept saying, Oh yeah, we'll, we'll talk to each other. No problem. Just figure on doing it. Well, nobody, nobody talked to nobody. So um, nobody talked to anybody. So the, it came time to leave. And I, I just said, I got to just do this. There's not, there's just not any feature films being shot. And I don't have much, ex I, I had no experience other than doing puppet shows and, you know, uh, children's theater and dinner theater. So I just did it. And, but I had already kind of tipped off the union that I was doing. <laughs> I know I'm not, I don't know. So, um, so then I just thought nobody's ever going to see this. I'll just use a different name. Mm -hmm. <laughs> they found out they, uh, suspended me they uh, yeah but it wasn't a big deal I mean my brother's a lawyer and he he got the this is oh he got the fine it was more money than I made on the movie <laughs> got the fine removed but I still was suspended from uh, the union. how long did it take for the suspension to be lifted well it was like a six month six months yeah <sighs> Unbelievable. But I did hear that the shoot was rough from mainly with Betsy. I heard about in other stories and in other interviews, but the, this in particular, your story of being under the floorboard when Sam Raimi and the cameraman fell asleep and you had the contact lens in your eyes. Right. Tim Philo, really great guy. They're all really sweet guys, but it just was more than anything, anything, an example of how difficult it was because everybody was doing everything and we were all just exhausted and you know but i mean we're lucky nothing worse happened <laughs> because driving over that bridge and you know i mean i don't know if you've ever seen pictures but they had removed a lot of the planks to drive over this bridge that's you know pretty high up like if that car had gone down we would not be here so we took we we um we risked a lot and we thankfully survived. Thank God. And with looking at the makeup, how, how was it the first time you saw yourself in the mirror in the full makeup? Oh my God. I, <laughs> so much. I, I, I felt like I couldn't act, you know, like how do I use my face? There's a big rubber thing over my face. So all I could do was like make weird grunting noises and I couldn't see anything. Yeah. And then there was 
sticky stuff all over me. It was, um, you know, it was really wasn't what I had planned on. I, I, I didn't really get the idea that that's what I thought it was just going to be like a monster from like a ghoul or something, but to be this gory thing, it was, I didn't like it. I liked Betsy. Betsy was very smart. Oh, with the baby doll. Well, she saw what, what we were wearing, like, oh my God. So she talked Sam, I'm sure you heard this story into another idea and he went for it and it was great. Yeah, no, it's three memorable performances and, and unique characters, especially with the ladies of the evil dead and just getting to know Bruce. How was he on set, especially growing into it? Because you could see, I feel, you know, you hear the stories about him losing teeth, all kinds of stories. So how was it uh, on set and getting to know him and how he was working with the cast and crew? Well, he, he really was the comic relief of the whole group. I mean, when things got difficult and tired and and he he would, could make us all laugh. I mean, he he never he never complained. We were complaining all the time. I mean, not bad. I don't know what how bad people complain, but he didn't. He just made us laugh no matter what happened. So that that kept our spirits up and that was really really nice. It it was a good group of people. We nobody really fought or you know, we just all got along and and we were all really um, focused on on getting the job done. Like we we did it as a team, even though, you know, we didn't know what we were doing. Sam had the vision and obviously uh, Bruce and, and Rob Tappert and some of the other guys, they knew what they were doing, but sort of. But we did not. So we just said, OK, we'll do we'll shovel shit if you want us to. <laughs> Was there any precautions that Sam or anyone made sure that the cast took on set? Because when you look back at possession films, you often hear that they become cursed and that there's evil energy behind it. Was there any precautions that you guys took on set because of that? No, I've never heard of that. I I don't. I, the the most uh, evil thing that happened is I know that they would leave their their gear at the cabin every night. And uh, all these tools that they'd use to create each new scene. And one day they came back and and the tools were missing. Even though all this expensive camera equipment was there, they didn't take that. They took the tools. So there were these like people who lived in the hills, I guess, mm-hmm. kind of watching us. We were being watched. But I don't think they were evil. Yeah, I think no. <laughs> they were just curious. No, there was no like you know, possessed tree. Well, there was actually, (laughs) we all know about that, but other than that, no, not that I, yeah. Yeah, Cause you always hear these stories and I'm happy to hear that because you hear the deaths that go on behind some of these possession films. It's, it's scary. Really? Yeah. Yeah. In case I do another one. (laughs) (laughs) Get that in my contract. Yeah. Did the Evil Dead give you a newfound appreciation years later for the horror genre? Yes, I mean truly, I do. You know, I I don't watch a lot of horror movies, yeah. but I do appreciate things like like um, Get Out. I mm-hmm. just loved that, 
And and I appreciate the the idea of like Evil Dead was so over the top. And and as Bruce used to say, people love that because it lets them feel like they can break loose of their own restrictions. And when you kind of look at it as a sort of a symbolic thing, I think that is very cool. But I, I just, I don't have the same patience for the gore and the the scares really do scare me. So other than that, it's probably best for me not to watch. <laughs> <laughs> I know when you watch it to this day, there's still some jump scare scenes for you. What's the scariest scene in your mind when you watch The Evil Dead? I think when Betsy pops back up, like she goes, I'm I'm all better now, Ash. I'm really I'm okay. And then she <laughs> I think that's one of the scariest moments for me. And she's she's the doll again. <laughs> that one and then when Ellen turns around from the first time when she's possessed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it is great fun, really. It's it's a lot of laughs, which is another reason I like the movie because it it it's scary but it's not like you know it's 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 over the top yeah <laughs> as bruce says with going to these conventions have you been able to befriend any of the other horror icons at these conventions um yeah we do like i well we made this movie you probably know about it because you know everything um it's the the um massacre um what was it brutal massacre okay with gunner hansen yeah and there were a lot of people from the horror genre were were in that but i i kind of got to be buddies with him even before that movie he was just a sweet guy you know and if you're if you're with people all weekend and you know you do have we at least have lulls where there's nobody at our table (laughs) Not everybody does, but but we would have lulls. And then, you know, you go around and you go, hey, what movie were you in? And they tell you and you go, oh, I never saw it. <laughs> but, but still, you know, you get to know people that way. And it was fun just to to be with, um, like, Gunner was one of them. And, um, oh, we just saw, uh, we just went to a show in San Antonio and I met this woman named Liz Dean, or not, uh, not Leslie Dean, Leslie okay. Dean. She was in, um, oh God, don't ask me. Anyway, her and Lisa Wilcox, I've become friends with. Lisa's really a sweet gal and she uh, lives, she used to live right here in LA. So we'd, we'd get together for coffee or whatever and things like that. So yeah, you definitely do. Yeah. It's it- nice. Gunnar Hansen, a, a huge loss for I know the horror community because he's like one of the huge faces of horror, even before Michael Myers and all those guys came. Really, even before. Um, yeah, because I think Halloween came out in '78, Texas Chainsaw '74. Yeah, he was uh, one of the first slashers, and all the horror fans go crazy. Th- those conventions are. Uh, I, I can't go to them. I just because <laughs> I, I just can't do it because I have to separate in my because I when I go, I go for press. And I as a kid, I grew up loving the horror films. But when you start seeing people carrying dolls and getting real into it, you have to separate myself. Am I, and it's no knock to them, but it's like, am I one of them 
right. or you know i don't want to be 30 years old walking around with a doll you know <laughs> you know it's really true but <laughs> i i think it's kind of nice that yeah. people have the freedom to express themselves in this way that they found a genre that they can really relate to <laughs> and dress up. I mean, I wouldn't do it either. Like, <laughs> people ask me if I go as my character and I go, are you kidding? I would, I would never have any desire. In fact, even going to even Halloween, I mean, I, <laughs> I have no desire to dress up. But I think it's nice if people do, because uh, something comes out of you that you you repress in your life. So it's nice if you can. It's like therapeutic, you know. That yeah. it is weird. Yeah. <laughs> Especially when you hear the stories of when you see tattoos, when people get tattoos of the other actors and actors. It's just, I don't know, it's people people can live their lives, but it's like. They really take it to extremes. It, the freedom's theirs. Freedom is theirs. That's right. I mean, I've signed legs. I'm sure Betsy told <laughs> that this guy had our faces tattooed on her thigh, very close to, you know. Oh, boy. Parts you don't want to know about. <laughs> he insisted that we we sign it. And we're like, are you sure? Is it your girlfriend going to feel weird when three women are looking at her? But, you know. They do it. Unbelievable. Oh, man. It's just insane. And now, when the realization hit you, was it at the Egyptian theater where that this film? Because we know, we heard when Ellen's daughter came in with the lunchbox and Betsy was in the video store and she wanted to rent the movie, found out that there was a waiting list. When did that realization hit you? Was it at the Egyptian theater? I got to say that I had not done a lot of research on it or I hadn't had the same experience my daughter was younger she's still never seen the movie i think she saw part of it once but it just didn't click for her so i would say when we went to the egyptian theater that halloween betsy and, and me and um and there was a line wrapped around the building to get our autographs we were like i was completely just awestruck i couldn't believe that there was um people who wanted my autograph i still can't <laughs> it's just it's just weird yeah. <laughs> I, I can't describe it but it it what it is uh i thank my higher power all the time that um that i have had the opportunity to be part of some genre you know, in the world. Maybe it wasn't the one I wanted to be in, but I, I'm still grateful. And I love hearing the stories that people tell about their experience the first time they saw it or sharing it with their girlfriends or it's just fun. It's really fun. Yeah, I didn't see the Evil Dead. So I think I was in middle school way later because it was never on TV. So I had to, I had to go get, I think my grandfather, because my grandfather bought all my movies on DVD. So I had to go to Best Buy and get this physically on copy because it was never on TV because of the rating. There's no oh, rating. No. Yeah, you would never see it. Now they stream, but yeah. so, well, you know, I don't think that's all that old to be seeing that movie. Middle yeah, school. no, <laughs> it, it had an impact, especially the pencil scene. Oh, when the pencil into the ankle. Oh, right. 
<laughs> Your your grandfather was into these kind of no, things. I was into I, I was into horror. Well, on my mother's side, my grandfather was my my mother's father bought me the films, but on my father's side, my father's father, we watched all the horror movies on like sci-fi, AMC when I was in like first and second grade. And my mother always said he's gonna have to pay for your psychiatric therapy. <laughs> No. Yeah. So when I saw the Evil Dead, because I always heard about it and then you you saw the posters everywhere and how iconic it was. And then you hear about how it was one of the most infamous horror movies ever made. And when I saw it, it had the impact on me when I saw it. That's yeah. What do you think of the other two evil deads like Me, the I respect Evil Dead. I, I like to I get that the horror comedy angle, Army of Darkness, the whole medieval times thing. But to me. The first one's the best one because I'm more about serious horror. And I and what's funny is I know Sam Raimi kind of I've heard has intended that that people didn't really get the humor behind the first one. So that's kind of why he went the route with Evil Dead 2 to make sure the audience really got the comedy aspect. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I've never I've heard heard about that. Huh. Because I'll never forget when they were showing the movie at the Redford the first time. And I was there with my parents. Very embarrassing. But I was shocked when people stood up and were yelling at the screen and telling Ellen not to go out into the woods and and then laughing at things. I, I just Yeah. got it. I didn't get it. I'm like, why are they laughing? This we're gonna get our head chopped off. They're laughing at us. And I just did not get it at all. I didn't understand what I was part of. Oh, no, no, you're part of cinematic history now. It's it's one of the most iconic films of all time. And it, with being on set, despite with the the difficulty shooting and hearing about the rough shoots that you guys went through, what is the most memorable moment that you can think of, of being on set, whether it's the cast and crew, one of the particular scenes, or even something that you learned? What's something that you hold to be most memorable? Well, I mean, I don't know if there's, I mean, there's a lot of great moments. Uh, I'm sure you've heard about our Thanksgiving day that, um, which is, you know, kind of coming up now No, Yeah. And we were all kids. So it was the first time we hadn't been with our families. So um, that was a pretty sweet, memorable moment. I still remember talking to um, to Ellen when we were first getting back together. And, and I was making a squash puree soup. And I, I still call it the Evil Dead
Well, yes, that that is not a typical way. I mean, I don't know what people like. I'm sure people have to shoot in more remote conditions than that, and they they do whatever they have to do. But you know, we weren't really planning on being with all those guys, and it was just the three girls, and um, it was you know challenging. We, <laughs> I in a way, I was kind of used to it because I come from a big family, and I'm. I was used to having, you know, just no, no room to myself. And that's kind of like what it was. We were just in a big group all the time, no privacy, but I mean, we did have our own bedroom. Bruce called it a wing that the women, the women have the wing of the house. If you could see this house, there was no wing. I'm telling you, <laughs> the bedroom, he makes fun of us. They all do. They all made fun of us. Like we were like their sisters. <laughs> uh, and you could just tell that with the chemistry, it came across on scene. And I think that's why it became such a special film and people recognize it even to this day. Wow. That's, yeah, I think that's true. Bruce says that too. I've heard him say that in interviews that you could really feel the, the chemistry that we all had. And maybe it's because we live together. I don't know. Yeah, it, it's possible. Yeah. At, at these conventions, was there something that you learned from a fan about the film that you haven't before? Because I know the fans are, they, they know more than the actors sometimes. <laughs> oh, yeah, they totally do. Uh, probably everything I'm telling you yeah. was fan because I don't know. I, I, I barely remember. I mean, it was 40 years ago. Um, but it, um, see, a fan note. Um, you know, I don't. I, I can't really say. You know, something is happening. All of a sudden, my Siri is talking to me on my computer. I wonder why. Mm -hmm. It's saying what I'm saying. That's strange. I've never had that. I wonder if I can tell it to go away or something. Maybe if I click it, that's never happened. It's not really talking anymore. So okay, good. Don't worry about. Maybe that's the evil. Maybe, maybe the possession's coming now. The the, the evil from the film. <laughs> My God, forty years later. I believe it's been forty years. Unbelievable! It's insane. I know. Really and we're still talking about it today. Yeah, I know. Even more. Yeah. Because nobody really talked about it at first. No. I think for many years like 20. I don't know. Well, it took a long time for it to get seen. Because mm -hmm. once it, it did, the audiences were drawn. Yeah. yeah. And you know what is interesting too, as far as the fans, um, you know, we kept thinking when we went to these shows that there would be like people with, you know, oxygen masks and on canes and because the movie's so old. Yeah. <laughs> We just thought, what are these guys going to do? They're going to leave their their assisted living and come and get our autograph. But actually, there's a lot of young people that probably more young people than than older people like us. Yeah. So that's that was a real surprise to me that it it still has some value to young people. 
Yeah, no, it has a big youthful following. When you, I know when I was going to the conventions, there's even people younger than me because I'm only 23, and there's people like 10, 11, 12. But I can relate to that. Me thinking from a 23 year old, it's like, wow, this person that's younger than me knows something that's older than even me is insane because I was 12 around the time when I saw Evil Dead. So I think that is a little young. I have yeah. to say it could have, you know, you might need a little therapy. <laughs> Your mom might be right. <laughs> One of the things that just happened is we, Betsy and I were at this show recently and somebody said, oh, we've got pops of you guys. And we go, what are you talking about? We did not know what a pop was. Mm -hmm. And they, somebody had made pops of both of our characters. Wow. We thought that was really, I mean, the, the, they would take the time yeah. to like create this artwork and it was very good, very authentic. Some of the art that we get is really, it, it's mind blowing that, that they're that impacted by this movie that they want to spend time like drawing us or making a, a little statue that's like, you know, this big. Yeah. I'm not surprised, but the, the fans are dedicated. They are. Yeah. <laughs> they are dedicated. They, a lot of them show up with, you know, a chainsaw on, on one hand, <laughs> which I, not a real one, but still like the inconvenience, like of having that on your hand all day. Yeah. I mean, you can't blow your nose. It's just, it's, it's dedication. Yeah, it, it is. And years later, you would reconnect with Sam Raimi, Oz the Great and Powerful. You actually oh. reached out to him through his email about getting a tour with you and some of your nephews on the set of the Oz and Great and Powerful. And he ended up giving you a part. I can't believe you know that. It yeah. must be somewhere out there. But that is exactly what happened. That's accurate. I I just, you know, we're all from Michigan and my little nieces and nephews they knew that that the movie was being shot there so i just said you know hey can i bring them and he gave them the best tour like they were like right close to you know all the big names um michelle i can't remember anybody's name now but um they it was just a great tour and he's he let them sit in the director's chair and and then he emailed me and says hey you want to be in it <laughs> So I spent a month there <clears throat> and yeah. it was so much fun. Oh my God. How do you evolve as a director? That is the craziest thing. Like he, he evolved because he was now wearing a suit and tie versus, you know, the same outfit of flannel shirt and, and jeans for eight weeks. But he, um, he still had that same collaborative, approach to movie making which i mean he has a vision it's really clear because some of those shots you'd have to i mean you just would have to but um but little things that really you know like dialogue he would just say well what do you think is going to happen right what do you think your character would say in this moment and people would shout it out he'd go yeah yeah that's it that's a ticket. He'd always say, that's a ticket. And um, 
And then he, that would be part of the script. That that was part of the movie. So he was very collaborative and very humble, very humble guy. Sweet. Was really fun. And he's gone on the, the Evil Dead. It launched his career. You know, that one independent film set everything up when you look at all the success he's had from all the Spider-Mans, which were huge box office, Oz are great and powerful. That movie, it's iconic for many reasons. <laughs> it's That is definitely true. It's really funny how that is... That made him, I mean, you know, Bruce too. Bruce is really yeah, got Bruce. A, uh, a very successful actor. He's very dedicated also. Like, he just never stops. No. <laughs> Every day of the week, he's doing something. He's like at a movie theater talking over Evil Dead, narrating it, or I don't know. I just don't know where he gets the energy. <laughs> Are you looking forward to Evil Dead Rise? Uh, yeah, I guess so. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what to expect. Do you have any? No, I, I did hear that. I think Sam Raimi's involved on some aspects of the production or is just there to offer some pointers, but I wasn't a big fan of the remake. I, I, I can't stand remakes. I think people need to be original. So I'm curious to see because Sam Raimi's involved. I, I think it's going to be interesting to see what they make of it. Well, we'll see how involved he is. I mean, yeah. I know he was involved. He, he didn't he have some involvement in the remake too? I, th I think he, I have heard that, but it, yeah. I, I wasn't a big fan of the remake. I just, yeah, I, a I, I, I'm a purist like when it comes to classic films. So once I'm big on leave it alone. <laughs> yeah, I kind of agree. Yeah. I mean, but I mean, Chainsaw, would you say that shouldn't have been remade? Chainsaw? Yeah, I think. The first one standalone by itself. That's it. The rest of them dumpster fire. <laughs> oh, that's interesting. Okay, yeah. Well, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I, I the remake just it didn't do anything for me at all. I just didn't feel like. I guess I'm so used to the first one. It, it wasn't as groundbreaking because the first one it's it's powerful. It's shocking when you see it. And the, the remake is just, you know. We, we we it's we're in the the gore era and it's just turned up to a thousand yeah well i don't think it could get any gorier than the original no <laughs> the end of that movie I, yeah i i i think that's what sam was trying to say don't try to get even one bit better than this yeah <laughs> you can't i mean that whole thing that part like i could I could let that go easily, but you probably love it, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I like that scene. I think it's do people remember it, but I'm not big on. I'm just not big on the remakes. Everything that's original stays original. Today, though, I I, I like your aspect on the get outs. I I like something that brings a message, right? And, yeah, something that's different because today it's all remakes. It's all even the big budget pictures. I'm not really big on the new Halloweens either. It's just. Right. Same old, same old. I want to see something original. And and I think it's going to take a lot of independent filmmakers like original Sam Raimi's out there to turn the film industry around because the big the big budget pictures just a lot of them aren't doing it right now. I know Quentin Tarantino just said on his podcast yesterday that this is the worst era in film right now. Is that right? Yeah. In in all of film? Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> well, I, I don't know. I mean, I'm no judge of it because 
I haven't left my house since COVID. <laughs> so we have not, I went to a movie, one movie in three years. And I feel terrible about that because there's nothing like the experience of being in a movie theater. And, you know, it's just not the same, even though you're getting some, some of the good movies on streaming, it's not the same. No, you're, I'm depriving myself of that, but I'm going to go back. I, I'm going to go back. Yeah. Maybe for Evil Dead Rise. Yeah, when is that? When is that coming out? Do you I know? think either March or April. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, I've heard nothing about it. Just that it exists. Yeah. Well, if Sam Raimi's involved, maybe he'll give you an invite to yeah. one of the premieres. Something maybe. <laughs> I have a lot of friends. Made <laughs> a lot of movies. So, I mean, I guess if I. He did have us come to one of his premieres, but I can't tell you what it was now. He wasn't, he was not involved in it, but he knew somebody. So yeah, yeah it's nice. Mm -hmm. But other film work besides Evil Dead, Debutante was a short film that won the LA Film Festival. Uh, you know who was in that, um, Selma Blair. Yeah. Yeah, she, that was one of her first movies and I played her mother and she i just knew that she was she was really special in that short little movie and it was funny because she got an offer for a big film while she was i think right before she was supposed to go into production with with um with that movie and she turned it down because she had already made a commitment and i thought wow that's that's really unusual, you know, very, um, you know, making a choice that's a little more ethical, not, not to serve yourself. And then she just was so good in that movie and then continued on with this amazing career. Yeah. Yeah. That was a real, that, I love doing that movie. And then there, then recently, well, recently I did a movie called um, Abigail I don't know what is going on with it, but it's a noir film and it's very creepy. I think people will like it. It's it's a, a twisted suspense, a little bit of gore, and th there's a real surprise ending. Yeah. So I hope it comes out. I made it about a year ago. So. Yeah, no, I'll be looking forward to that and other film work. Well, besides Evil Dead, and we just brought up debutante, what else are you proud of throughout your career? Most of, um, well, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I I don't have anything as um, iconic, you know, as Evil Dead. That kind of, it's like, I I just. Um, I kind of went into uh, the world of voiceover for 20 years. Elmore Leonard on PBS. Oh, yeah. that. Oh, my God. You are amazing. So <laughs> I, I did like that. That was a really good. Um, you probably didn't see it. I don't even no. think it's available. But it was about a, um, a woman who was battered, a battered woman. And that, that was a really difficult role just to... Um, get inside the the uh, the mind of a person who would allow that to keep going on and uh it was a, a good production i i am proud of that too that was really 
that was a lot. That was good. Um, I, I liked, um, I made a, a movie with a call. It was called Stomping Ground. It, it was a Bigfoot movie. Oh and yeah, I did do my, I heard about that. It was, it was a lot of fun. I mean, the people who, who were on it were really dedicated and, and I thought it looked great. I mean, that's a kind of a horror movie I do like is Bigfoot and vampires. Mm. I, I, those probably aren't considered horror to you, right? Oh, well, Bigfoot, I know it's, the, the, there's people that believe, are you a believer? No. Yeah, neither am I. <laughs> But vampires, I consider a, a horror movie. Yeah, I love vampire movies. <laughs> and, and um, you know, the fact that people change throughout the day and then at night. I mean, I think that's that's a lot of fun. But this Bigfoot movie, I really thought that the Bigfoot looked really good. Yeah. It was really scary. And um, I don't know. That was... Uh, I'm proud of that. I just had a small part in it, but I was proud to be in that movie. Yeah. <laughs> oh, all the crazies out there, they're still looking for it, but. No. <laughs> it's, oh. it's a crazy little world we live in. Yeah, no, it is. But is there anything else that you have coming up that you're working? I know you're, you're still at home, but I know you could do some work from at home now. There's opportunities for actors with COVID. Is there anything that you have lined up and that you're working on for the future? Well, I don't have anything that I can discuss, but there are a couple of things. I have a little commercial that's running and actually we are getting back. I mean, most of what we do, though, auditions are still being taped at home. Yeah. I mean, there there are some, but a lot is, is a Zoom just like this, or I tape it and I send it in. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, we have some sh conventions coming up, but um, we don't have anything, you know, on the dotted line yet. But yeah. it's it's looking like we're going to be out there this year for, for the first time. So that's exciting. I'm glad. Yeah. No, I, I'm, I'm happy to hear that. I'm happy to hear that you are having some things lined up and that you're going to conventions. And, you know, the main thing is that you're enjoying life and that you're working. That's the most important thing. Yes. So if if people want to know what we're doing, they can go to our lady's Facebook page. That's right. And I will I'm in charge of that. So it's a, I'm not always on top of it. But um, there we always announce if we're going to be somewhere because people do write and say, when are you going to be in uh, Greensboro, Wisconsin? And we'll go, well, you know, we don't know. But <laughs> If, if they come to our Facebook page, usually I'll give a month or so notice so they can get their costumes ready. Yeah, get their chainsaws out. <laughs> get their tattoos on. <laughs> yeah, we'll get it all cleaned off and ready. <laughs> uh, I'm going to get canceled by the horror fans. <laughs> Oh my God. I think they laugh at themselves though. Yeah. They, they, they know it's fun, you know? Yeah, no, it, it is for them. And, you know, I, I'm just big on watching them and just studying the film. That's, that's, that's how, that's my convention. <laughs> I, you just love the movie. Yeah. yeah. How many times have you seen Evil Dead? Uh, probably, I'd say about 20 times my whole life. That's probably not 20. really. 
record breaking. Yeah, no, I I've only seen it about twenty times. I'd say. I mean, it's. I think that's a lot, but yeah, believe me when I tell you, people see it hundreds and yeah, yeah. I've probably seen because my favorite movie of all time is Jaws. I've that might be in the thousands. <laughs> Is that right? Like yeah, how you must watch it like once a month. Man. I watch it a lot. I, I mean, I've watched it. The first time that I saw it, I was like two years old because I remember my stepfather had it on on VHS and it was the double box set. And I used to even watch the making to it. I've seen that movie a lot. Like it's it's in the thousands. It's got to be. <laughs> but most of it was when you were in your youth. Yeah. When I was in my youth. Yeah. You don't you don't watch it that much no not now no (laughs) like you don't have it all set up to watch as soon as we get off the no 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 if it's on if it's on tv if it's on amc or what's it sundance one of these big movie channels i see it on i immediately just have this addiction i have to put it on because it's it's my favorite movie of all i don't know what it is i just i like it though go look at that again i i think i started watching it not that long ago and i thought this is really corny <laughs> really oh no that i'm gonna watch it again though yeah no it's it's just that that launched spielberg's career that one i know i know yeah yeah but Teresa tilly anything else you have anything that you want to reveal here or we covered everything i think <laughs> i think you did i think yeah. everything has been revealed <laughs> <laughs> about me there's not much more i guess but no it's really nice to talk to you and i do enjoy um reminiscing like i always say it was like you know when we get together it's kind of like being with your high school friends because you really hard thing together and and now you're you're celebrating it and it's just a lot of fun so i'm very grateful and thank you for your performance as Shelly and everything else, especially being the first woman announced at the ESPYs. That's history. Can't forget that. That's <laughs> thank right. You for, thank you for noting that. Yeah, of course. And I'll continue to thank you for all that you've done. And I look forward to everything else that you achieve in the future. All right. Thank you so much. It, You're this welcome. was a lot of fun. Thank you, Teresa. I appreciate it. And enjoy the rest of your night. Take care and stay safe. You're always welcome on the show anytime. Oh, okay. I will. Yeah. I hope to be back. Thank okay. you, Teresa. I appreciate it. Take care. Enjoy the rest of your night. Thanks. You yeah. too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.